0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name's Stuart and I'm Michael and it's time for a Good drop.
1: What it is that we're smelling, good listeners, is the. Uh, this is our top drop. Our top drop, the Hakushu 12 year single malt
0: whiskey. It is a Japanese whiskey from the Suntory Distillery. And I am so keen to try this. ho ho ho.
1: That is fantastically smooth.
0: This is probably the best whiskey I've ever had.
1: Yeah, wow. Um, I'm right there with you. It's so r-
0: right up there with the uh, best whiskey I've ever had. Is the most I've ever paid for a whiskey. <laughs> uh, one hundred and eighty dollars from Dan Murphy's. This one,
1: but certainly, it, it tastes like oh. it's. And I'll I'll let you Holy make the call shit. for sure, but it tastes to me like it's worth that. Holy shit, man. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I g I have I have no words. Um I'm speechless.
1: Yeah. It it's fantastic. If we weren't trying to not have dead air right now, we, we would both be completely <laughs> speechless. This is absolutely terrific stuff.
0: So, I was going to try and build it up, say, you know, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, but we've been waiting for this for about four days now when I b- picked up the bottle. Uh, so, a little bit about the whiskey itself. It is, as we said, a 12 year single malt. The nose is basil, pine needles, and green apple. The palate is sweet pear, mint, and kiwi with a green tea and subtle smoke finish. That it is. So, Mikkel, what what, are you the, what does this all mean? What does the nose, palate, and finish mean?
1: Well, the, the nose is, of course, the, the sense that you should pick up when you smell it. The I mean, palate, more so uh, what you'll taste as it rolls over your tongue. And the finish is just a fancy way of talking about the aftertaste, really.
0: Hmm. So if you can imagine all those flavors and scents rolled into this one incredible beverage, you'll have
1: yourself a Hakushu single malt whiskey aged 12 years. If you have the means, we recommend you try it. Now, this is a whiskey that has won several medals. It won double gold at the uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2016 and won gold medals at the 2001 and 2009 International Wine and Spirits Competition, and at the 2012 International Spirits Competition.
0: This is a top-notch whiskey. It is indeed top shelf stuff.
1: And while we're talking about it, let's get a little history on the uh, distillery of where this whiskey was made. So um, mm, Hakushi whiskey, as uh, as we've previously said is uh, made by the Suntory Group. And uh, it's whiskey that basically dates back to the start of the story of whiskey in Japan, which uh, goes back to 1899 when Shinjiro Tori opened a general store in Osaka that traded in imported wines. But by 1923... He had decided he wanted to expand his business, and he constructed the Yamazaki Distillery, which would be the first ever Suntory Distillery. Now, 50 years after that, his son, Kezo Saji, inherited his father's business and vision and uh, began constructing their second distillery. And in 1973, at the uh, foot of Mount Kakoma, the second distillery was made and that was the distillery where they began production of Hakushu whiskey. Now, a third distillery was made in 1981 in the Hakushu district, in Hakushu West, to be precise. And that is where all Hakushu whiskey is now produced. Not in the original location. Not in the original location.
0: Which is interesting. Like, you wouldn't consider well the average person probably wouldn't consider distilleries being around for hundreds of years like wineries
1: yeah like, like wineries yeah but certainly um 1923 was when the very first distillery in japan opened and it's nearly been a 100 years since then now
0: hmm but nineteen twenty three is quite late in terms of whiskey history mm, it, it is it's quite
1: recent it, it is indeed the
0: oldest distillery in the world uh licensed it was licensed in sixteen o eight which is the old bushmills distillery in northern ireland oldest in the world
1: it's still going that that is that is a feat that
0: that blows me away four hundred years more than four hundred years now and it's yeah, still going full steam ahead. So in 1707, the union of uh, England and Scotland resulted, resulting in Great Britain meant that, you know, over the years, the taxes rise. And then the English malt tax of 1725 seriously threatened the production of whiskey, which meant that people started making their own and that gives us one of the more sexier names for a whiskey to date
1: moonshine Uh, that is a fantastic name for a whiskey (laughs) one that uh, actually quite nicely leads me to our good drop because our good drop hails from america where moonshine is also well was very popular during uh, during prohibition during prohibition exactly And our good drop for today is uh, Gentleman Jack, produced by Jack Daniels,
0: a uh, Tennessee whiskey.
1: It it is indeed. It is an eighty-proof whiskey, and uh, it was introduced uh, originally the Gentleman Jack label in 1988. In uh, what was before I was born, mm, and uh, at that time, the bottle it was called the first generation bottle interestingly Mm. enough, because it looked completely different to what the current Jack Daniels... That that sort of square, flat-looking one. Yeah, completely different to the current Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack bottle, completely different, but... You
0: have to describe it now.
1: Mm. (laughs) Well, sadly, it's uh, hard to find anything that tells us much about that one, because they began making changes to the bottle quite promptly after... Beginning production until settling on the current bottle design in 2007, At uh, since which time Jack Daniels actually believes that that design is responsible for sales of the Gentleman Jack brand increasing by 40%.
0: It is a very unique bottle. It looks, mm. it looks classy.
1: Oh, it does, it does. And yes, apparently, since 2007, when they settled on that design, sales of Gentleman Jack has got up 40%, and uh, it, it, it makes sense that something that draws attention to it would then get more people to try it, and once you try it, yeah, you realise exactly. that it's well worth the very reasonable entrance fee mm. for what is... Uh, it's It's a step above standard Jack Daniels, but not too expensive, not like some of your other ones that they are known to produce. Yeah, in terms of whiskey prices,
0: it's on the low end, but definitely good quality stuff.
1: Oh, yes, indeed. It's uh, it's a twice charcoal mellowed whiskey, going, uh, going through charcoal both before and after the uh, distilling process, which results in the cleaner flavor that uh, it's come to be known by.
0: Yeah, well, Gentleman Jack was... Something that I tried back, probably back in two thousand and eight or nine, was one of the first whiskeys I had. Well, first whiskeys that I liked because you know you have whiskey and coke and things like that when you're at the clubs and you don't mm. really know what you're drinking. Well, it's you just, don't you, you have one because it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: the, the, these days we know we know exactly if if you order a whiskey and coke, you're drinking Jack Daniels. If you order a bourbon mm. and coke, you're probably drinking Jim Beam.
0: Mm. Or if you order a Scotch and Coke, you're probably drinking Johnny Walker. Exactly. Which is one of the most popular Scotches. Or it is the most popular Scotch mm. whiskey.
1: And has been around for a ludicrous amount of time.
0: It was around in some number that I've lost on my notes. I had it before, I swear.
1: 1820.
0: 1820, which is... Nearly 200 years.
1: Yeah, Yeah. almost 200 years that Johnny Walker has kept on walking. (laughs) That joke never gets old. It it, it doesn't. It's 200 years old almost, and it's still good.
0: (laughs) So, how do we make this stuff? That's the ticket.
1: Well, like so many liquors, it is of course made from grains, in this particular instance, barley. Mm. Or you can make it with corn mash. Mm. Very true, very true. Most if you American were talking about burm- bourbon. Yep. yep, bourbons do tend to be made from corn mash. The most uh, European style whiskies and Japanese whiskies, like the Suntory that we're drinking tonight, are made from a malt barley mash. Mm. If I haven't mentioned
0: it already, guys, try this whiskey. if you have a spent $180. So good. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a distilled beverage, distilled alcohol. So you... Uh, what's the word? You boil it in a uh, what's called a, a still, usually copper-lined. Sometimes they use... Well, nowadays they mostly use stainless steel stills, but... They have copper piping because the copper removes uh, sulfur and sulfates out of the out of the mixed to make it more pleasant to drink. Mm, important step of the process. Uh, yeah, sulfur tends to give me a headache if I if I have it because you know uh, here they tend to put a bit of, put sulfur on grapes to preserve them a bit longer. Oh yes, um, and yeah, I got a wash them before I eat them otherwise they they give me a headache
1: well well, it's a devil of a thing can't win them all very true
0: so column stills are frequently used in the production of green whiskey and are the most commonly used type of still in the production of bourbon and other American whiskeys column stills behave like a series of single pot stills formed in a long vertical tube whereas a single pot is still charged. Yeah. Let me try again. A single pot still charged with wine might yield a vapor enriched to forty to fifty percent alcohol. A column still can achieve a vapor alcohol content of ninety five point six, approximately. So the when it's when they're saying vapor, you know, you boil the mixture, and being a still, it collects the vapor back or condenses the vapour back into a liquid which is the what we're drinking now so if you see something that's like vodka is another one that's uh, distilled so you'll see on some vodkas it'll say like triple distilled or something like that which means they've just put it through the process three
1: times to give it the flavour that it's got Mm. and uh, it usually does result in a uh, cleaner flavour if they distill it multiple times
0: yeah But I think the idea with whiskey is not to clean the flavour, but to give it more flavour.
1: Indeed. Well, and often uh, a a number of whiskies are, after being distilled, stored in uh, oak or other wood barrels, so they will absorb the flavour of the wood.
0: Yeah. Like, you'll see oak barrels or... um, There's one uh, bourbon I hear a lot about, that's uh, that's aged with charred oak staves, to give it a a darker colour and flavour.
1: Hmm. And so you, you
0: so many ways to to make whiskey.
1: Oh yeah, and you certainly you taste the difference. Like when when they tell you it's been stored in an oak barrel, you can taste the difference between something that wasn't. It just went straight to the bottle or yeah. whatever you. It's...
0: And usually that's called moonshine. Yes. <laughs> So this, as as we said before, the Hakushu is aged 12 years. So it was, uh, as far as I can tell, aged in an oak barrels.
1: It tastes like that to me, yeah. Mm.
0: So you tend not to age whiskey in the bottle. It's, you, it's aged in barrels.
1: Yes, because once it's in the bottle, it will continue to age and the flavour will develop, but it will develop differently.
0: hmm there's, a, there's nothing added to ageing it to, in a glass bottle. Mm,
1: exactly. It, it it tastes mostly the same, but somehow those flavours are stronger. Mm. I, mean, I did once drink a 21-year-old bottle of Johnny Black, which is a, a 12-year Johnny Walker. Mm. So by that point, it would have been 33 years old. Wow. Because it was 12 years old when it was shelved, and then it was given to me 21 years after that. Wow. And uh, it it was admittedly the nicest Johnny Walker Black I've ever <laughs> had. Because
0: <laughs> it's aged for
1: 30-something years? Yeah. So the, so the ageing process, even after it's been bottled, does still improve the taste, even on a... Uh, lower end of the scale blended whiskey, though Johnny Walker Black is also very drinkable.
0: It's a very nice. It is a also a very nice whisky. Uh, I would say not quite as pricey as our top drop today, but still.
1: Mm. Probably cl- closer to being on par with our good drop, I, I mm. would say, price-wise. But given the choice of the two, I would probably go the... Well, I would. I would go the Gentleman Jack. Yeah, okay. If, if I, unless I wanted a Scotch. If mm. I wanted a Scotch, I'd, I'd go the Johnny Black in, in that price range. Yeah. There's
0: probably a lot of people that disagree with me, but I don't find much difference between the Scotch whiskey and bourbon whiskey. I mean,
1: they, they all taste different, but mm. whiskey it, is whiskey. Yeah, it, it tends to be the sweetness mm. between the Scotch and the bourbon. I suppose because, because of the use of corn and the extra sugars that come with that, yeah,
0: bourbon tends to be a
1: smidge sweeter.
0: Yeah, it tends to be a little bit
1: sweeter, mm. yes. Now, while we're back uh, over in the States, let's talk quickly about our Odd Drop. Oh, man. Which, uh, what a name. Yeah, we were sadly unable to try, but the, the name drew us in and we just couldn't find anything with a better name. So if there's
0: anybody in America that wants to send us a bottle of this stuff, we'd love you forever.
1: Yes, so um, our odd our drop today is Flicker Bean, which... It's a, uh, it's a coffee whiskey, or coffee-infused yep. whiskey. Coffee-infused whiskey. Or whiskey-infused coffee. However, they, well, they, they choose to call themselves a whiskey-infused whiskey infused coffee. coffee, and they do use freshly roasted beans, but they also distill their own whiskey. It's, it comes from California. Mm. And it's like uh, a, a craft whiskey, if yes. you will. <laughs> and sadly, they won't ship outside of the U.S., Mm, jerks. Yeah, so we, we weren't able to try it, but it sounds terrific to us, and we, we looked, we really checked to see if we could somehow get some of this.
0: Mm. But may, maybe if we head over to the US for Podfest or something like that. Yes,
1: at, at some point, if we're there, we will have to pick up. It, it's on, that's at, at least, on our bucket At least list. a bottle. It's on the list. It's on the list. We, we have to try it. And not just because it's called Flicker Bean, <laughs> mostly because it's called Flicker Bean. Mostly because... But also because we love coffee. Yeah. And... And whiskey. And whiskey. And uh, and a coffee whiskey is the best
0: of both worlds, really. And you know us by now. We like our funny-named
1: beverages. We do. We do. So, yeah, if if you get a chance at flicker Bean... Let us know. Let, let us know. Let us know what you think of it. We'll, uh, as always, drop our uh, email address and whatnot at the end of the episode, so you can... Uh, Shoot us an email, let us know what you think of it, and we'll mention it down the track to let the listeners know how good it was.
0: Mm, we'll read your email out on the podcast. Yes, indeed. So, wh- when did you first have wi- uh, whiskey, Nickle? And uh, what was it, do you remember?
1: I had my very first whiskey, I believe, when I was 15? 15. 15. And it would have been... I think it was Bourbon. I think it was Jack Daniels, actually.
0: Yeah, that was my first, actually, too. No. No, it was Johnny Walker, because it had a red label.
1: Ah. See, for, for me, it's, it's tough, because my first one at um, at a licensed establishment was <laughs> when when I was 15, and it was Bourbon. <laughs> at a licensed establishment? It, it, it was a bowls club. Oh. And, uh... Yeah, it was purchased for me by uh, a member of the Bowls Club, mm-hmm. who decided that I could use a bourbon.
0: Makes sense for a fifteen-year-old.
1: Yeah. Though for for a very long time, Johnny Walker was my drink of choice. I, I walked hand in hand with Johnny for for many years in my early whiskey days. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my my first whiskey was, as I said, a Johnny Walker at a at a house party. Um. I don't even remember who actually owned the bottle because it was sitting on the table and someone was pouring it out. And ah. so I had a couple of shots. God, it was awful.
1: Yeah, Johnny Red really, um, it's, it's got some kick to it. But if you're going to mix it, it's entirely acceptable as a mixing whiskey.
0: Uh, if you say so. I don't think I mixed it at that party.
1: Oh well, I was
0: nineteen. I didn't know what I was doing. Th- there's your mistake. <laughs> yes, you,
1: you, you wanted to mix it. It's it, it's a it's it's fine with Coke. Mm. Problem is, I don't drink Coke. Mm. Or even um, even with ginger ale or ginger beer, because of course a uh, a scotch and dry is is up there as one of one of the good mixes to have. And I suppose what we're talking about mixing, I'd I'd like to briefly touch on what is my all-time favourite cocktail, because it's based off whiskey.
0: He's been talking about this for weeks, guys. Hold on to your socks. Mm,
1: I have. It's it's, it's fantastic. If you ever get the chance to try it, you have to try a Rusty Nail. (laughs) It it is Scotch and Drambuie, which is a whiskey liqueur. So it's basically whiskey and stronger, thicker whiskey
0: don't have any drambuie here, do
1: you? Oh, I wish I did.
0: Oh, well, I suppose be it, it would sacrilege need. It to would mix. need to be a very
1: good drambuie to to mix with this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes but, sense. But uh, rusty nails go down very smoothly. Somehow, the two things mellow each other out hmm. to the point where I far too easily consumed a bottle of each in in one night through mixing rusty nails. That's not drinking responsibly. That's not drinking responsibly. It, <laughs> The, the night went well. The morning after did not. Oh, dear I, listeners, I, I bet
0: not. That was probably the worst yeah. hangover ever. Yeah, do,
1: don't follow from from that example at, at all. I I was drinking with a uh, a friend that night who was a diabetic. He was drinking the same as me. Mm-hmm. He ended up in hospital.
0: Oof. Yeah. Oh, because alcohol metabolizes as sugar.
1: As sugar that? and liqueurs like Jamboui, have. Low sugar content, and whiskey is relatively high in sugars as well. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, so the lesson to be had from that is, yes, definitely drink a Rusty Nail or two, but drink them responsibly and okay. check on your diabetic friends.
0: Yeah, only have one or two. Yes. <laughs> yes, in, in oh, moderation. That's a, that's a crazy story. I can't imagine drinking that much in one go. I'd be on the floor after half a bottle.
1: Yeah, it, this was many, many years ago. I, I was a far, far younger man. I mean, we're, we're talking 2000... Well, t- 10 years ago. This was 10 years ago. This was 2007. That, uh, that this happened. Wow. Yeah.
0: So... When I really started getting into whiskey, I actually drank our good drop. It was Gentleman Jack because the bottle caught my attention and I thought, oh, I'll give this a go when it's a little bit above the average, above the common common whiskeys, if you will. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was quite good. Uh, I tended to mix it with soda water or lemonade because I can't stand stand the taste of Coke. Coca-Cola or Pepsi um, but yeah it went down really well uh, and then more recently though probably in the last three or so years I've really started getting into scotches so my my current drink of choice is uh, Glen Fittich single malt oh very nice choice yeah. very nice choice Uh that's that runs you about 50 55 dollars at Dan Murphy's I think
1: Mm, yeah, they're they're certainly on the on the reasonable end for something that's very drinkable.
0: Mm. Any anything around the fifty fifty five dollar mark is gonna taste pretty
1: good, like Dimple, uh, Glenlivet. Uh... Yeah, um, the uh, even the the more aged Black Douglas mm. is quite smooth. Even Johnny Walker Black. Mm, yeah, in, indeed. And, of course, if we go into uh, Johnny Green, Johnny Blue, Johnny Gold, the significantly nicer and more expensive end of the blended scale of whiskies, Yeah. And, uh, very good. But the, your greens and your blues and your golds, you're looking in the hundreds. But mm. The nicest
0: blended whiskey I've had is a St Andrews. And it, it only comes in a 500ml bottle like a, a roundy, rounded bottle, but it's really nice. It's really, really nice. Um, and before I had the Hakushu, the 12-year 12, 12 Hakushu, the, my favorite whiskey was the Talisca Storm. Ah. But that runs you about $90 a bottle.
1: Hmm, that's, that's up there. Mm. So half, half the price of the Hakushu.
0: Half the price and nearly as good.
1: And nearly as good. That's... Mm. It's got a real smoky flavor to it. If you like the smoky... Mm, I like the smoky, smoky flavors, that's, mm. that's impressive.
0: So we're going to pause this for a sec because I need some more ice and Mikkel needs a top-up. And we'll be back in a sec.
1: All right, guys, after a brief intermission, we're back. We're back. We have uh, freshened our beverages. There is more ice now.
0: More ice, more whiskey, and more whiskey. we're ready to go for the last five minutes of our episode.
1: And to talk briefly about uh, ways that, uh, the, the best ways to drink scotch, well, whiskey in general, the best way to drink whiskey.
0: There is no best way. There's just your own way.
1: There, there is. That There are those who consider that you will draw the best flavors out of a whiskey by drinking it just below room temperature.
0: Although whiskey is commonly drunk with either ice or more recently scotch rocks
1: indeed because uh, scotch rocks they chill it without actually watering it down or altering the flavor at all, but some people prefer to consume their whiskey with
0: a slight water down a flavor. slight water down flavor because mm.
1: it does it does change the flavor and for for the better in some in some situations mm. um, there, there's also
0: I guess some distillers would say, please drink our scotch this particular way for the most enjoyment.
1: Mm, Indeed, yeah, if they feel that that's going to bring out the tones that they want their drinkers to enjoy.
0: So if we're talking traditionally, uh, if you're having ice, or just traditionally when you're drinking scotch, or I've got to stop saying scotch. I'm talking about whiskey. When you're traditionally drinking whiskey you will find that 99% of places serve you three ice cubes or three scotch rocks in your glass. They'll be, you know, medium-sized ice cubes, something you'd get at Woolworths or some supermarket. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. uh, Three because it's the good medium between chilling your drink and watering it down too much.
1: Yes, the, the consideration is that three ice cubes will make it just cool enough, but once it melts, you won't have too much water in the glass. Mm.
0: That's it. Unless you've got tiny gla- tiny ice cubes like Mikkel does, uh, and so I had to have four. Yes. Sorry, guys.
1: Yes, well, because so, so some people will choose to drink their... like have whiskey and water. Mm. They, or whiskey and soda water. Mm, or whiskey and soda water, yeah, without necessarily... Chilling it, though you can chill the glass if you don't intend to actually put ice in it, mm. and that way we will of course pass some chill onto the drink, and you can have your whiskey and water or whiskey and soda water. And if you're drinking a whiskey that's suited for it, I suppose your whiskey and dry, whiskey and cola, whiskey and whatever you want, as long as it's one where it wouldn't be sacrilege to do so.
0: If we hear that you've mixed our Hakushu single malt 12 year with Coke we will come through your earphones and beat you.
1: <laughs> mm. It's basically tantamount to wasting it, and there is, as said in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Inglourious Bastards, there is a special circle of hell reserved for people who waste good whiskey.
0: <laughs> very, very true. So, uh, Mickle's drinking Scotch rocks, and I'm drinking with ice. Um, mm. What Scotch... What? are yeah. your Scotch Rocks made from.
1: Yeah, so there are several types of Scotch Rocks. Mine that I'm currently using are a stainless steel outer with a gel inside. Do you think the stainless steel changes the flavour at all? Uh, it, it doesn't, which is, uh, which is the idea. that Stainless no. steel has no flavour right. and has, has no effect on the overall taste. But because of the gel centre, it holds its temperature ridiculously well. I'm using the same rocks that I started with and while they're slightly warmer, my drink's not as chilled as it was when we began recording, it's still chilled, it's still below room temperature. Which is what you want. Which is what you want. Now you can also get Scotch rocks that are literally that, rocks, and they're a porous rock. Yeah, I've,
0: I've had those before, and they do alter the... Like, new ones do alter mm, the flavour They, they a do bit. slightly alter the flavour. They flavor. Have, give it, like, more of an earthy, earthy taste. Yes, exactly, I, I have some of those. Hmm.
1: But my preference, depending on the whiskey, admittedly, because some of them, I think, benefit from a little bit of extra earthiness, but depending on the whiskey, I'll, I'll go with usually the stainless steel.
0: Makes sense to me. Everyone's got their own preference. Indeed. It's like wine, when we were talking about that last week. Everyone's got their own preference for different flavours, different mm. uh, varieties of wine.
1: Yes, and with anything that's been around as long as wine or whiskey, you've got such a variety in flavours that there really is something for everybody.
0: It's a shame that didn't transfer across to beer. Mm, very it's only, true. It's only till recently that there's been a big variety of beer. Only up until recently that... Yeah. There's been very few different brands, I guess.
1: Yes. So, in, and the uh, the added variety has shown an increase in uptake, though the the market size has increased. Mm-hmm. I think because of the extra variety, which is great for us alcohol drinkers. Yes, for for those who like variety in what they drink, mm-hmm. as well as going back to the standard few. Yeah. So that pretty much brings us towards. Uh, the back end of uh, of this episode, back end.
0: I think we've uh, talked about everything. Have you got anything else, Mikkel?
1: Uh I, I don't believe so. That's that's pretty much uh, that's that's it. We'll uh, we'll do the standard plug as always. Join us next time when we talk about rum. It's it's going to be fantastic. There's some great history there. There are pirates involved. It's and we'll even do the time. episode on a boat. On a boat, yes. Uh, so, if you uh, if you need to contact us, of course, if you want to tell us about liquor bean, or if you want uh, want to suggest something that we may wish to try and talk about in the future, then you can email us at uh, the at it's a good drop oh, a
0: good drop at, at gmail dot com. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at a good drop podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Cheers! Let's, cheers.